0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys and gals out to live Q&A with yours truly, where it's my goal to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use and to help you make sense of your life. And so if you're new to my channel, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for uh, joining this broadcast. If you're watching this later or listening later on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or even uh, Spotify, I believe. I want to say thank you all so much for watching and listening. Also want to welcome those who's joining me live now. If you want to get your questions in and you want to make sure that you're able to post your questions in the live chat, man, hit that notification bell after you hit the subscribe button. Hit get post notification so you'll make sure you are caught up in the rapture. No, I'm joking. Uh, because no man, no woman knows that. Coach is going to do a live Q&A. So come on in. Hope y'all doing exceptionally well. Just got back from the gym. Coach is feeling good. But I won't be before y'all too long. I'm only going to give you about 25 to 30 minutes. That's my goal. Um, Time stands to be at the bottom of the video, like all my Q&A videos. I want to make sure I say that. Uh, I just want to say thank you all so much for all the support and uh, trusting me with your questions. Let's get right to the chat box. Andrea Love, what's going on? How you feeling? Jennifer, how you feeling? Call me Ken. How to open up and be honest with people when you don't trust them and are a bit selfish? Great question. We already here. All right. How to open up and be honest with people when you don't trust them and are a bit selfish. Nothing wrong with uh, self-care, but there's a big difference between selfishness and self-care. You gotta look at your heart and ask yourself, why is it hard for me to open up to people? Is it because of uh, betrayal? Is it because of a rejection that happened when you was younger? Could it be daddy issues, mommy issues, where um, when you was younger, you didn't get the attention or the love that you needed? Or was you uh, 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 entrusting someone that you thought loved you and loved at the level that you loved them, but come to find out they didn't love you at the level that you thought they loved you? And so possibly those things are affecting the way you engage with people now. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with being cautious, but you don't want to be entrapped. You don't want to be so cautious that you're not able to engage in a community that that is designed to sharpen you and to help you become more Christ-like. So how to open up to people? Um, First off, use discernment. You don't have to open up to people, uh, but let's say it like this. Before you open up to people, open up to God. Because when you begin to see and develop and grow that relationship with God, you will begin to have the discernment that's deep enough with such density where you're able to discern the hearts of people. Jesus even said that he didn't trust himself with everyone because he knew the heart of everyone. And since the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you, you actually now have the power, if you're a believer, and saved and sealed by the precious spirit of God, you are now able to, to discern the people you should trust. Now, there are people that you can trust, but you don't have to entrust. Trust means, hey, you delegate certain trust, people that work for you, co-workers, you delegate trust, but that doesn't mean you give them your heart. It's okay to give people your love, but don't give people your heart. And so maybe the reason why it's difficult for you to engage other people is because you gave people your heart so much and 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 not knowing that uh, a love for heart is not equal compensation that when someone gives you their love, but you give them your heart, that's not equal value. And so the more you grow in your relationship with God, God will soften your heart and heal those wounds, which possibly happened during your formative years or happen in dating relationships or happen in different phases of life, whether it's friends or whoever. But as you grow in the things of God and open up with him and, and be honest with him and be honest with yourself, then you will begin to have a little bit of a, of a, of a balance, a, a unique engagement with people where you're not only entrusting, um, but you walk in wise. The Bible says, be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. So practically, how do you do this? Is to get a sheet of paper and write down why is it difficult for me to open up to people. Um, write down what may have contributed um, from uh, relationships or what has contributed from past situationships, which may have caused your ships to sink. And in regards to trusting people, process those thoughts talk to God about that and actually put it in practice with the Spirit of God and say, Spirit of God, show me how to open up. Open up doesn't mean you open everything. You see what I'm saying? When you go into a store, they're not going to open up. You go into a bank, they may open up the register, but they're not going to open up the safe back there. So just because you're opening up doesn't mean you have to open all the way up. You just open up enough with baby steps and see how God guides you into friendships and whatnot. Um, How to open up and be honest with people when you don't trust them and and are a bit selfish. You just got to ask yourself why am i selfish because in life you was not created to fish for yourself selfish people fish for themselves uh, people who love themselves love others with limits your love must have limits and as you begin to learn yourself and learn the love of god and embrace it then you will begin to see yourself in rhythm like for me i had to learn a lot about trusting people i love everyone but i don't trust everyone and it's not that people have bad hearts they just don't know they never met someone like me before And I have to understand who I am to them mentally. So how to open up and be honest with people when you don't trust them and are a bit selfish, process those things deeply and say, why am I so selfish? The chances are there's something deep rooted inside you that conceived that frame of thinking. And now you have to look at the picture of selfishness. And and my my advice to you is to change the picture inside your frame. And you do that by changing your frame of mind and having a new picture, new outlook in life. And then you will begin to see how God is using a brush and the paint stroke. To create you in the in the midst of a community that, that will care for you. Um, but like I said, be wise and um and but just really process it. I hope they help. Carmen Glover, what's going on? Car Cavell Bless, how you feeling? Daughter of the King, how you feeling? Jay Diggs, what's going on? Dionell Soto, how to li- how to stop listening to worldly music. Great, great, great. Great question. All right, this is what you have to understand when it comes to worldly music. Worldly music is like candy, uh, or music is like candy. Uh, um, there's a big difference between secular and and um, and uh, uh, what's the other phrase? Secular and sacred music. Um, sacred music is music that's designed to give glory to god and to uplift the soul to keep people pointed mentally emotionally and spiritually pointed to god or the things of god helping them progress in their purpose um secular music is music that has no uh, intent to glorify god it glorifies and magnifies things of the world there's even christian music who are who is more that is more secularized than sacred um if you understand if you process the lyrics you'll be able to see just how self-seeking and self-centered and how how human centered these uh, worship songs are. And it has no uh, uh, no real true purity. And you notice that with artists, that in their first couple of albums were very sacred, very full of substance. And then next thing you know, down the road, they kind of change because in order to make change, you got to change. And most people uh, do not trust uh, uh, um, um God and his timing when it comes to financial uh, 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 blessings. And so and, and people just want to go and get the quick buck so they compromise in order to get the prize that they want in life. Now, when you begin to understand that music is the only thing that can infiltrate your mind without permission, you will begin to take music very seriously. Uh, and when you understand that in in, in music, period, since music has a way of affecting the subconscious and the conscious mind, the, the, the architects, the um the MCs, the masters of ceremony is what the MC stands for, and these individuals who <clears throat> while utilizing their music to cast spells on people utilizing certain frequencies to get you into this, uh, to get you into certain moods then you will begin to say this is just not a song why do you think music is so easily accessible? Why do you think it costs thousands of dollars to make, but it's only a dollar to get and it's easy to stream because they rather for them they rather make music accessible to make you uh docile, to make you uh uh zombies, to make you in a place where you you are affected by frequencies and false uh, uh, uh and lyrics that has uh uh um negative things in him, and then you jacked up uh why do you think people listen to certain music to have sex some people listen to certain music to um um to get intimate to get it revenge to get uh um they they utilize certain music to conjure up a certain kind of emotion this thing is not no uh no uh accident and so when you begin to process how music is made and what it was designed to do and how there's frequencies in the music and there's uh, false agendas, false message packaging to get your subconscious mind to harbor certain messages that manifests in your real life, then you will say, you know what? I better stop this because this thing is cancerous to my soul. Just like when I began to realize high fructose corn syrup and realizing hydrogenated uh, oils and begin to realize just how bad gluten is and all these different things they put in our food, because I have purpose. It's because I understand that I want to have longevity. I said, I can't eat certain things. I just can't do it anymore because I already done the research to realize these things are cancerous and they're dangerous. And, and when you look at music, just like you do um, meals, you will begin to say, you know what? I only want to ingest things that will help my body, help my mind, help my soul, help my emotions heal itself. And so I don't get caught up in agendas and false thinking and self-seeking uh, uh, worship or or getting caught up in music that's got spells on top of me. And I'm over there defending, uh, <clears throat> I'm more uh, connected to the artist than I am the architect of the universe who is God. So how to overcome or stop listening to worldly music? First off, you got to prune yourself. You got to purge yourself from it uh, because there's going to be withdrawals because you have, you have to understand that just how deep uh, the music is. And when you know with anything, just like sugar uh, has withdrawals when you try to remove from it, the same as with music. So what I would advise to do, <clears throat> you to do is, is to really take some time to study how music is made, how the devil infiltrates music, get a reality of how music is used to push agendas and push uh, us into emotional states where we have no logical reasoning and begin to really uh, 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 uh give it to God and say, God, here is something that I that I think I've been too connected to, show me. And the Holy Spirit will show you what albums to throw away. Throw them away, get rid of them, get them off your phone, get them off your computer and purge yourself. And then you'll begin to see uh, when you go back into certain songs, when you go into places where people are playing music, you begin to feel weird. So when I hear certain songs, because I'm so far removed from listening to that music all the time, I, when I'm in a store or when I'm with someone who's playing it, My spirit feels weird because I've been removed from it. That's just like when you eat, haven't ate sugar in a while. uh, uh, Once you taste it, it's super sweet compared to when you was eating that sweet thing all the time. So first off, you got to respect your soul, respect your mind and say, you know what? I only want to allow in my body, in my mind, in my soul, things that's going to make sure that I become my best self for God's optimal use. And that's it. Great question. That stuff is sickening and it's destroying a lot of people. And most people don't understand frequencies. People don't understand um, just how the subconscious mind works and it jacks up a lot of people. That's why music costs a lot to make because they, they put a lot in it, but they make it so easily accessible to us because they know i rather have you slaves of me because if I make you a slave and cast spells on my music and make you a slave of me, I can keep making money off you because that's how it is. That's why people keep buying Mountain Dews. Keep buying. I was getting Honey Buns all the time because I was addicted, and I, and they kept making money off of me because if it was healthy for me, there's no need. There's no need to be addicted. Hope up. Good evening. Oh man, it went back down again. Give me one second, y'all. I, I better. I better keep it moving, man. Y'all got me. Y'all, y'all got the haymakers, the heavy hitters early on. Good evening, Miss Pender. How you feeling? Jessica Reed says, "Hey, Coach Josh." How do you really trust that nothing with God is impossible? Um, the more you get to know God, you'll begin to realize that everything is possible through him. But you have to understand the difference between uh, you doing all things through Christ who strengthens you uh, and utilizing or processing the word all. All means all that is that is on the books for you all that it was created for you to produce. Many people look, I can do all things to Christ Jesus. And when they try to do things, that's not according to God's will for their life. They get mad at God and they try to, they try to tackle on themselves adding more burdens and more resources. And they feel, they feel overly burdened by it. But the advice that I would give you is, is uh, is to get to know God more. Um, What helped me get to where I am in life? I just read the Bible without sermons. I stop listening to people. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I advise you, you know, uh, don't make any preacher, any person, your sole source for spiritual nourishment. Go to your Bible for yourself. If that means don't listen to me for months, that's fine. Don't listen to me for weeks. That's perfect because I'd rather for you to get to know the Holy Spirit so that you could be able to hear what I'm saying and you'll be able to discern, is Josh really rightly dividing the word of truth? I'd rather for you to engage with the Holy Spirit thoroughly enough and get to know him so that as you grow in life, you'll be, be able to recognize what will benefit your life. And you'll begin to recognize just how impossible, not impossible, just how uh, uh, invested God is in your life. Do you know how, how God is? Just the fact that he wakes you up, that he guided you along your way, that he kept you. Just how much that when you begin to recognize the little things that God does, you'll begin to realize the little things that God is doing is actually major things, like waking you up in the morning, like protecting you from seen and unseen dangers. When you begin to recognize the little faithfulness of God, it builds your faith up to be able to stand in faith for the big things. So what I want you to do is to get a uh, sheet of paper or a notebook, a little small notebook. And I I want you to write down all the ways God was faithful to you daily. You do that every day. Just recognize, hey, God, thank you for looking out for me. Thank you for the favor of my job. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of my mom, looking out for my dad. Write down all the little things that God does in a major way every day, and then when you have having bad days or low days, you can go back to that book and look back on the goodness of God and you'll be able to build yourself up saying, wow, God is faithful so that when you stand forward, <clears throat> you will stand in faith forward. <clears throat> Hope that helped. Um, it takes time to trust God. It takes time to trust anybody. But the thing is, it's crazy how we put more trust in flawed people than in the flawless God. And so and my advice to you is to get to know him, um, look up 10 attributes of God. Just say uh, attributes of God and find 10 that hits home for you. Look up scriptures that, that reveals that attribute of God. Get to know him. Get that faith, faithfulness track record and track the faithfulness of God every day. And then you'll begin to see your faith build every day so that when it's time to step in a place that seems impossible to man, you will be able to say anything's possible to God because I know God is with me. Hope to help. Lakeish Tate says, what should I do about family issues when starting a new relationship? My family thinks I'm changed, but my time has shifted. Am I wrong? Uh, Well, my question to you is, are you, uh, okay, okay, let me read your question again. What should I do about family issues when starting a new relationship? Excuse me. What should I do about family issues when starting new relationships? My family thinks I'm changed. I've changed, but my time has shifted. Am I wrong? Um. There's two things you have to consider. First, you have to consider your heart and then you consider the character of your family. Now, let's look at your heart. You consider your heart by saying this. Am I doing something that I that could be wrong, but I don't recognize as wrong? Am I truly ready for this relationship? Are they really trying to give me counsel? Are they really trying to look out for me? Or is it or is it self-centered? So when you consult your heart first, you look at your heart and say, okay, is there anything in me that may not be ready for this relationship? But my parents or family is trying to look out for me. But because of pride or because of loneliness, because of I finally a man finally gave me attention in the last couple of years, and that you're shunning, and what most people do, they shun criticism. They shun counseling because they want to do what they want to do. And most people will say, well, God, this is of God to shut people up. And this is advice for y'all. Uh, when people, you can recognize if something is of God based upon how a person reacts to your counsel. If a person says, oh, God told me this, or "or I just think this is what I need to do, hence, all that person doesn't want to hear criticism or counsel because they just want to do what they want to do without conviction. All right? So consider your heart first to make sure that your heart is right, that your heart is ready, and that you're able, and that your heart is healed. Make sure your heart is ready. Make sure your heart is uh, um, healed, and make sure that your heart is whatever other word I said, right? And when you begin to consider your heart, you'll be able to say, you know what? Maybe they're just trying to look out for me. Now, the second hand is consider their character. Are they self-seeking family members, or are they genuinely concerned? Um, If they're genuinely concerned, hear them out. And just simply ask them why? Why do you why why, why are you concerned about this? Um, because what you don't want to happen is uh, the lack of communication to cause a, 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 a gap in between y'all two. When all you had to do is just simply ask, why are you concerned? But if you already know their parents' heart and film's heart, and they are just self-seeking, then what you got to do is make sure you're in the will of God. Because what you don't want to do is have, you go the wrong way and they end up right. <clears throat> so make sure that you in right standing with not right standing with God, but that you in the right um place with God with this relationship. Because what you don't want to happen is to go down this road and it's the wrong road, and then they was right the whole time. So make sure you're right because you what you don't want to do is allow family voices to interfere with God wants you to do in your life. So if this is the will of God, you keep going forward, right? But make sure. Um, and make sure you consult your heart and consult your family's character to make sure. Okay, are they really just trying to counsel me? Am I really doing something I shouldn't be doing? Um, let me hear them out. But if you know their character's weak and their and their principles and standards are off, then you keep changing for the better and you keep going forward in this relationship. But um, make sure this relationship is of God um, because you don't have time to waste. Hope that. Coach, do you believe in the one God? has for you. Yeah, I believe in that. I believe God is down to the details, but I know that God is a realist. Um, So what I mean by that is, <clears throat> um, I do believe that God has someone for you because he cares so much about purpose. God is a purposeful God. He has predestined things, but within predestination, there's also free will. And there are certain people that God makes find the one. There are certain people he just kind of, now let me make sure I want to make this theology, hear my heart. There are certain people who have elite assignments in the kingdom of God and God goes out of his way to make sure they're partnered together. Like, for instance, my wife and I. God made sure we was together because our assignment is elite. That doesn't mean I'm better. It just means God sees that this young man, this young woman has has an assignment that I need for them to come together. And there was nothing I can do to mess this up. There was nothing I could do to shake this up. Um, God put this together. Now, there's a tier of people who I'm not saying they don't have a calling on their life, but um, um, some of those people just do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, those, let me just put it this way. Those who truly have a heart for God and trust God, chances are they will end up with the one God has in them. Everybody else may be in a family of God, but they don't trust God enough and they're just going to find themselves with whoever they want to be with because um, they don't trust God with that. But do I believe in the one? I do. I do. But I think people, in order to find the one, you got to know the one, because the more you know him, the more you trust him, the more you trust him, you'll let him do the matchmaking. Hope to help. Daughter of the King says, can a man become interested in a woman if he's not interested right away? Um, Yeah. Let me read your question again. Can a man become interested in a woman if he's not interested right away? Uh, first off, if a man's not interested right away, make sure you hold your interest back. Make sure you hold your your ideas, your intellect back. Your 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 um. Uh, ideologies or the idea of, of you and him, right? Uh, because what you don't want to do is wait till a man become interested because you got to make sure you're about God's interest. You see what I'm saying? You got to make sure you're about your father's business, not being distracted by whether or not a man is interested. But Is it possible for a man not to be interested right away, but to be interested later on? Yes. But do not wait till that man becomes interested in you because that, that's that's just a distraction that's keeping you from whatever. But Or that man is not interested in you right now because God is blind him, um, there is uh, times where God will hide you from the one that God has for you because he knows a man is going to pursue. When a man know, recognizes and has been revealed to him who his wife is, that man is going to pursue. That's natural instinct. And so sometimes God, you can be around the person that God has for you, but God has that person blind or his emotions at bay because he knows that he's going to make you his bait. And when he makes you his bait, he's going to make it happen right away. You see what I'm saying? And so but and so that's the other side of it. But in the meantime, whether or not what you should do is not waste your time wondering about if he's interested. Stay focused on God, stay uh, developing in him and then watch over time. Whoever it is that God has for you will be interested and will pursue you um, the right way. Hope to help. Divine 15 says, hey, coach. Best advice for a cashier who is suffering from stress. Uh, In depression, I can never be happy when dealing with so many people. Um, Yeah, great, great question. I feel your heart. Um, I understand where you're coming from because I deal with people all the time. You got to make sure you have balance. Balance is key. Uh, Based upon your personality trait, based upon what kind of person you are, um, uh, you may, like for me, I can sense the room. I can become so drained at times because sometimes I'm the center of the environments I'm in, because of the personality I have, the warmth that I bring, um, um, the advice that I give, um, there's not a room that I go into uh, where well, there's the bulk. The bulk of the rooms I go into, people are drawn to me. I work at elementary school. I can't walk down a hallway without kids grabbing me and wanting uh, to talk to me. And I, me, and my loving self. It don't matter if a kid is talking about that his socks is mismatched. I, I'm intentionally listening to him. And so what I had to realize recently was to find that balance because not only was I married, not only am I in my niece's nephew's life, not only am I a son, a a, a um a husband, a son, a, a, a brother, um, a preacher, um, a teacher. Um y- People are drawn and I had to find balance to make sure I make sure I take care of myself. So to help you out is to find out what makes you feel balanced because you're not going to be happy if you don't take care of you. And if you are a person that gives, 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 and a lot of ch- and most of the time you're giving to people that don't pour back in, you're going to find yourself drained and upset with life. And I've been there many times until I realized, no, I'm going to go lift weights. No, I'm going to go get buckets. No, I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to take my naps. I'm going to rest because if I'm no good to me, I'll be no good to you. And sometimes people don't realize the type of personality you are that you actually give more than they give. People really think they give equally as you. They don't. <laughs> they think they do. They think a pat on the back. Thank you. Uh, they think that's enough. No, nah, it ain't enough. Because when you give an energy and you give in time, especially when you dealing with interchangeable people, you must have balance. You must have balance. So you're stressed and you're depressed because you're stressed. You see what I'm saying? And you're stressed because you're not at rest. When you begin to get rest that comes from balance, then you will begin to see your stress subside. And then you will begin to say, man, okay, I know when to say no. No is self-care. It is okay to say no. It is okay to find balance. It's okay to take mental health days. It's okay to take days off because you got to look out for you. Hey coach, best advice for a cashew is suffering from stress and depression. I can never be happy. First, you gotta change your words. You cannot you cannot say words, I can never be happy. Because when you say things like that, your words have power. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And demons love to fill up hollow words and make those words real in your life. So if you say, I'm never happy, they're gonna be like, oh, I heard this young lady by whoop the boop say she never happy. So we're gonna make sure that life is never uh, happiness towards her. And we're gonna keep her from the joy of the Lord because that's what you're gonna find our strength and then hopefully depression calls death in the life that's what they do so what you got to say you got to change your vocabulary You got to change the way you say things say no I am happy The joy of the Lord is my strength I want you to look up scriptures on the joy of the Lord that's why Joe that's what your homework is and anyone who struggles with that I want you to go to Google and type in scriptures on the joy of the Lord and I want you to meditate on it I want you to spend time with that I want you to look on my channel right now look up um uh, type in meditating on scriptures or scriptures or Bible verses whatever and watch those videos that talks about how to meditate on God's word. I did a very powerful video recently where I answered someone's question that video will help you but you're not going to be happy in this world. The only way you're going to be happy in this world is when you are in the bubble of God's joy. So find your balance. use Noah' as a self-care tool meditate on the scriptures of the joy of the Lord and keep it moving. And then watch over time, you'll begin to pick your pockets and find your balance. Hope to help. Thank you all so much for watching. Let's get these likes up. These likes help these videos get traction. So if you're watching right now, do me a favor, like the video, share it with someone special to you, and let's get this going. Let's get this pushing. So I got time for two more, and I'm done. Hey, Jennifer, what's going on? Cable Bless, do you believe us as... Uh-oh, let me see. Do you believe... Great question. Um, do you believe... In us that we should celebrate Christmas and observe the Sabbath. Let's break down Christmas and the Sabbath. Uh, Is Christmas on a pagan day? You best believe it. Um, Do they put that on the 25th on purpose? You best believe it because a lot of satanic things happen during that phase and they need a lot of human energy to make sure uh, 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 there's a certain type of climate of energy in the world uh, for, for their Darkness, right? Um, so they use the truth on a dark day to pervert the truth and to have people more caught up in trees and Santa and giving and all that kind of thing they are about Christ. Christ wasn't man. If Christ was born in December in the Middle East, he they wouldn't would be able to make it. Um, all that traveling and being outside and whatnot. Uh, so, should we celebrate the the heart and the core of Christmas? Yeah, but I wouldn't get so caught up in Christmas that Christmas becomes an idol. That Christmas becomes um so magical to you that you lose sight on the master and and, and um all that kind of thing you gotta be careful that when it comes to the Sabbath, uh Jesus fulfilled that. Um, he became our rest. Now, do I believe that you should rest once a week? I do believe it. I don't think it's a mandate that you have to do it or you're going to hell. I don't think it's a mandate that you that God's gonna disown you. But what I do is I think that um that uh those that kind of practice is beneficial to life. The Bible says, uh, man wasn't uh man wasn't made for sabbath sabbath was made for the man meaning the back in those days the pharisees was trying to make it such a heavy law that people couldn't really enjoy the sabbath that they had they couldn't do anything and god and jesus was saying look man sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath it was made to help man rest rejuvenate and ready themselves for next week so do i believe that you have to follow the sabbath or you're going to go to hell. No, I do believe that there is a good principle in that and that every day should be a day of rest because you in God's rest. But I I do see wisdom in making sure that you do take a day where you rejuvenate, recoup and regroup and and ready yourself for next week. So those are my opinions on that. I'm definitely take that with the Bible, research and study for yourself, but that's just my opinion on that. Divine 50, I'm a cashier who deals with all kinds of rude. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm a cashier who deals with all kinds of rude and disrespectful customers. Sometimes it gets what you have to understand is that people are tormented. How I get through and get uh, through toxicity and negativity and disrespect to people is to realize they're hurting. So, what I do is I do not allow hurt people to hurt me. Um, and so don't get me wrong, in the moment, it sucks. But you have to build yourself up in a place where you soul, you know who you are in God and that you got to make sure you disrespect yourself so you don't be, become disrespected. What I mean by that, oh, disrespect yourself so that you don't succumb to other people's disrespect. Josh, that don't make sense. Let me walk you through this. Find out what triggers you and become untriggered by that. So when you look at yourself, okay, what what makes me feel the most disrespected? Go through scenarios, process so you can be like, you know what? Why am I so upset about that? I posted a status, uh, I think this morning or yesterday. It says, uh, let me read it because it's powerful. I want to make sure I quote it uh, correctly. But the status was was, uh, to to help us really process uh, what's the main goal of life. So let me find it real quick. Nah, that's the wrong page. but yeah, people are going to disrespect you. Sometimes you got to disrespect yourself so you don't want to come up with people disrespect because if you can already process what triggers you the most, you can have the right frame of mind with that thing and you won't succumb. So when people disrespect you, you may sting, but you'd be like, oh, I went through this before. I went through these scenarios before. I'm not going to let that bother me too much. But the status says this. I'm almost there. It says, don't be offended long. Process the offense so that you can get back on the offense. You can't score offended. Okay. So offend yourself so that you can always be in offense. You cannot score if you're always defensive. You see what I'm saying? Even defense got to turn into offense. And so what that means is don't be offended alone. So process the top things that makes you offended and really and really think about why am I offended by this? I do this with kids all the time. You know, when someone picks about you, talks about your mom, like they don't even know your mom. They probably never seen your mom, but because you love your mom so much and you probably love your mom more, then you can actually process. It affects you. And don't get me wrong. Anytime somebody says whatever, um, it's going to bother you. But when you process it and realize you don't even deserve it, if, you, if, you if you're intentionally willing to give me negative energy, I'm not going to reward that negative energy with negative energy. What I'm going to do is I'm rewarded with positivity. I'm reward it with, with kindness. And 75% of the people just have bad days There's 25% of people who just downright rude. 75% of people just had bad days. So taking a couple of steps back, first off, looking at yourself, taking a couple steps back and really having empathy will help you better engage with disrespectful and rude people and help you go forward. So that status again says, don't be offended alone. Process the offense so that you can get back on the offense, so you can get back in the game, get back scoring. You can't score offended, meaning you're not going to be able to excel in life rooted in offense. I love you guys. I gotta go. I'm in my 30 minute marker. I gotta get rest. Coach has been going hard today, last couple of days. But I'll be back live again at 7:30 tomorrow with uh, the Purpose Singers. We're gonna talk about how to discover your purpose, how to discover, develop, and distribute your purpose. This is part three, um, the third um, message within the course. Um, we got a lot of weeks ahead of us. So go ahead and join me right now on lifework.teachable.com. Join right now. Get involved. Get all the worksheets. Download the syllabus. Get involved. And I'll see you tomorrow at 730 Eastern Standard Time where I'll be uh, talking about purpose. Um, so I'll see you 730 tomorrow. Everything you want to know about me is on uh, my website, IAmUnplugged.com. Books. I wrote six books. Uh, the Purpose of Singleness is one of the hottest ones that I wrote. Um, that's what we're in. So you can get that book to, uh, to uh, go along with us. The purpose of freedom is a book on soul ties and strongholds. My books are over there, but I'm not going to go get them. I got a book on spiritual warfare. Just go to my website, look up the books, look up the two card games, um, two courses and our third course, of course. And if you want to give the support, our mentoring program starts February 12th. We'll love your support. You can donate there. If you just want to give the support, what I do, uh, here, you can do that as well. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all tomorrow, 7 30 PM Eastern standard time. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Share this video. Like it. Let's get this thing going so we can help more people become holistically um, sound so they can be uh, used by God optimally and help people make sense of their lives. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. T-shirts at the bottom of the video, website, all the stuff there. Love y'all. Be blessed. Peace.